Hello, and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail, and let's get ready to talk all things weddings. Hi. Hi, Josh. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How's it going? It is good. You know, every day is a little bit different in this pandemic. Um, you know, but, but taking it day by day. Good. I think that's, that's the only way you can do it is taking it day by day. No, it's yeah. Yeah. I've learned that I have to roll with the punches here in 2020. Yeah. I think, I think that's been the life lesson for everyone. Hold on one second. Let me just let everyone know that this is happening. Um, well, first, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. My pleasure. <laughs> this is my first time doing a zoom video of this. Really? Yeah, so I'm actually like so terrified, but I'm gonna figure it out how to edit what I need to edit. Oh gosh. Yeah. But eating, make sure you edit me not eating, because I'm eating. Don't worry, but like you kind of look like you have a cocktail with you, even if it's just water, and that works, because like here at the bride tender, like you have to like eat at least like fake drink. Okay, deal. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> okay, a real drink if you want, but that's a whole <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. Whatever works. Okay. I'm excited to do it. Thank you so much for reaching out. Yes. I'm excited to have you on. Um, you know that obviously I'm a big fan of your work. So I was Thank like, you. I really need to have Josh on. I need to hear about everything that he's doing because you guys look like you're like killing it right now. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a weird thing. It's, I was, I bumped into someone today I was in, I mean, sometimes I design in weird spaces. It's just like my thing. Like I'll just park myself in a hotel lobby and just design there all day. Um, I just need to change the scenery. I need to be doing something different. I need something great. Um, so, and I need to see people because that really adds to my creativity. Um, yeah. you, just never see, you never know what someone's going to wear while they're walking by you. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, inspired. So I bumped into someone in the industry today and I said it was a really weird thing. It's like a nice, weird thing to feel this humbly, awkwardly, excitedly, gratefully, um, slightly embarrassingly busy. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say that better. It's, it's a very weird time. And we discuss it in the office all the time. The team knows it. We feel weird that we're posting all this, like we're living life when we know that the rest of the industry is really hurting um, we're hurting too. I, we're not hurting as hard because we are keeping busy. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. And yes, we're, you know, we have this, uh, allure that we're doing really well out there, which is cool. And the truth is we we're very busy and we keep getting busier because the more we're putting out, the more people are saying, Oh, we can do this too. And the less people are saying, no, we can't, we have to wait a year. So, right. um, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a weird, exciting like i said somewhat embarrassing but but pleasantly embarrassing time i don't know how to explain it it's a weird feeling because all my peers you know they're my peeps it's, right it's, it's hard it's hard it's definitely hard um because you see some companies like are busy because they're taking those micro weddings like by storm like they're just like yeah. hey let's do this but then others are like so used to the big events that they almost aren't sure how to navigate moving towards smaller parties. 
I'm, I'm totally with you on it. I'm, for us, it's been like, it started with me building a chuppah in my backyard with my kids. I mean, that's really what it started with. Like during COVID, I'm like, let's show people what it will be like when you have to make a wedding for 10 people in your backyard, which is our first wedding was 10 people. It was 12 people or 15 people and something like that. And, and that was in May, end of May, right before it became like technically legal to do it. And then after that wedding, we got eight phone calls. And then after the next few weddings, we got 10 phone calls. And then every day we would get six to seven new inquiries where we had to start turning down the micro, micro weddings because we had all these people who were planning on making 600 person weddings or 400 person weddings, now very happily wanting to do gorgeous 200 person weddings or 50 people weddings or 150 people weddings. And then all of a sudden our, our world shifted to saying, you know what? we have to figure out how to make your backyard amazing because there's really not so many spaces you can go to, even though now more and more spaces are opening. It was, it's been, it's been a, it's been a hell of a situation because every event looks so unique because it's in a unique setting. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's backyard looks different. It's not going to be your typical catering venue or temple or church ceremony or anything like that. It's completely unique. And I keep telling everybody, you're not out doing anybody else's same venue in the same space at the same time. Yeah. Now you're now taking your own space and just enhancing it and you win a hundred percent of the time because you're not competing with anybody. That's true. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Every, every party is unique now. Yeah. I Although all of your parties are unique. Oh, so like, I'll say, okay, I'll say, okay. I, 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 I mean, we try, we definitely try. We don't like to repeat ourselves. Obviously there's some staple things that come. Yeah. Come there we we try to we try to make every event you know unapologetically you kind of the vibe but yeah thank you now um how do you feel like birch has kind of had to pivot during these times well i'll tell you what we lost we lost a lot of the process that we were so proud of before you know it took me 12 years to build structure and infrastructure and process and systems and we had to throw that all out the window to some extent, like we had to say the proposals won't be as elaborate. We had to say the graphics will not be as on, on point. We had to say, you will not get your proposal within a week of speaking to us necessarily, or even two or even three. It may only come two or three weeks before your wedding um, because we don't know how many people you're having. So what's the point in designing an event where typically I can go, oh, you're going to have around 400 people. So within 400 people, you'll be able to create a gorgeous floor plan. Now my floor plan, which dictates my entire event, isn't able to be done until a week before when you know how many people are coming and more importantly, how are you grouping them? Right. That's been, that's been everything. I mean, I tell people all the time, like I, I have a, I have a bar mitzvah happening this weekend and we only designed it today. <laughs> Tuesday. It's yeah. Tuesday. Like they got their proposal tonight and I literally sat there. I'm like, I'm not going to design the event until I know how you're grouping your 50. I know you have 50, but is it five tables of 10? Is it, you know, a bunch of tables of eights and six and fours and twos? Is it like benches? Is it, are there single people that want to sit alone? Like the, it's not the same as it was before. It's not like we just say, okay, now this tablecloth is going to fit on this anyway. It has to make sense. A table for two has to look like it's meant to be a table for two. Not that they're just like, oh, you're on the outside. Yeah, two people at a 60 inch table. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So you have to like, I think that's been the biggest thing is losing that process that we were so proud of and jumping in on getting it done again, on making magic happen, on building confidence with your clients, with 
making sure that they know that you got them and you will not let them down, even though everything's coming. It's been very different. I'm sorry, I think I muted myself for a second. But it's been, it's been very, it's been crazy and fun and stressful, but overall very validating. So I can't complain. Now, do you see kind of like the future of weddings? I mean, especially here in New York, because New York, our prime, our prime wedding season has always been that May through October. But I right, think right. that that's going to change a little bit with what's went on this year. Um, do you think that the the future of weddings like is going to be outdoors? That people are going to choose that over you know doing anything indoors if they can help it? I think that people are going to open their mind to different type of weddings. I think people are going to realize that intimate weddings are a more important thing than before. I think that people are going to cut back on their big guest list and say, you know what, I'm only going to invite the people that really matter. Um, and then I do think that people are going to shift their venue ideas. I think people are going to be more open to, oh, let's just make the party here in the house, or let's just do it in a friend's backyard, or let's just keep it in the community, something to that effect. Because there's something very intimate about walking out of your bedroom straight to your ceremony. Yeah. About walking out of your patio straight to your groom. It's, it's, it's really heartwarming and it's very personal feeling. So yeah. I don't know. It's like going back and forth. I don't know. I think, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of change. I think so too. Um, something that I wanted to ask you is now with design work, I feel like you, like you definitely, you go above and beyond. Like you go for the gold. You're like, you're not afraid to like take risks. And you'll do things hanging from the ceiling, big candelabras on the table, like a lot of candles, like a lot of different things. Um, What were some of the best designs that like you loved creating? Oof. You know what's interesting? Okay, I have a few. I have a few. I'm never going to like, I don't have any of my like favorite events. My favorite events are my personal events. Like my daughter's bat mitzvah was my favorite event. My son's bris was my favorite event because those were so important to me. They, they, they hit home with me. I got to live in them, not only just like enjoy from the outside, watching other people enjoy it, but I got to experience it as a guest. So for me, it was, it was an over, overwhelming like mix of senses that I never experienced before. Those will always be my favorite, but I think some of my all-time like designs were ones that were really risky. Like I did a wedding once where we literally had 3,000 candles on 11 tables. <laughs> they were all tabled candles and they were all open flame. This isn't quite legal, but we did have <laughs> we did have a fire marshal at every table. Oh wow. With a fire extinguisher. At every one of the tables. I'm picturing like like we were very quiet about it off to the side and every time you have to realize we didn't take into consideration the fact that these candles will melt each other so quickly so you know the ones at the bottom started just like you know they're all like bending the there so as they as the night progressed it became part of the show we would go over and like put out a candle, put out a candle, remove it, put out a candle, remove it, which usually during the dances, but it was, it was, 
quite the night, but it was, it was experiential. You walked in and you just felt, well, one, you felt 180 degrees because yeah. you were in a fire. And two, you felt, I don't know, you felt, you felt wrapped in something. And I think that's like a feeling I love to create. I did that Monte de Bat Mitzvah a few years ago. We did like a masquerade theme Bat Mitzvah and it was a little bit exaggerated, really cool. The decor wasn't, the design wasn't so elaborate, but the, but the space, the way we laid out the space was pretty epic. Like we built up the dance floor in the middle. We built all the buffets and the bars into the dance floor. It was like so, again, so, um, it just was so beautifully wrapping you as a guest. I can't even like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like those are the designs that I, I'm obsessed with. I'm the ones that have flowers as a beautiful accent to the space, but the space within itself is already magnificent. So all you're doing is elevating the space with incredible floral, but the design and the intelligence and the, the, the textures and the colors are already speaking to you as a guest enough that even without the flowers, you're just like, wow, I'm in an incredible space. I love that in a lot of your design work, you will always add in like some sort of color. Yeah. And that I think makes it pop. And like in the event that you showcased yesterday with the red, I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. But I have to say my favorite of all time and me and my coworker, we always talk about it is Jackie Oshry's wedding. I knew you were going to say that. I I was dead. I was like, I watched the whole story the whole night and I'm like, that is the dream. That hoopah is the dream. Like the cherry blossoms, like feeling, but in the winter with the teal, I'm like, so nice. The perfect winter look. Yeah, it was Very, like frozen, like frozen. That's what it was. Jackie, Jackie's like a Disney, Disney, you know, enthusiast. So she was all about it. She's like, anything you can give me in Disney, I'm like, good. So frozen was definitely a big part of that. And uh, yeah, the ballroom was all frozen inspired, which is cool. But it was an elegant Pierre version of it. Uh, her chuppah came to us only the week before, the week of. We called her up. But we all, we had a final meeting with her and we were tweaking some things and she wore this very fluffy sweater that looked like cotton candy. It was pink. It was so her. And I'm like, we're going to turn this into a chuppah. And she goes, what? I'm like, just trust me. You're good. <laughs> Figured it out. Like, I think the one thing about us is we won't settle. Like, it's cool. The paperwork says what it says and it's good. And you sign a contract and it's beautiful and your design on paper is amazing. But if we are inspired by something that is very much you, not saying that we're just going to be like, oh, it's good for us and therefore we're going to do it. We'll definitely call you up even week off and be like, guys, something like, boom, something happened. We need to explore this. We know we're a few days before the event, but we don't care to change it. There's not going to be a cost change to you. Like, let us just make something different. Let us live. Yeah. And I feel like when you're like working with people who are creative, who are very involved in their wedding or their bar mitzvah or whatnot, like, you're, you don't want to, you know, not go full force if you have this amazing idea. Like, yeah. you know. Because people are, some people are scared. Some people want to know they're done. And when they're done, they're done. Some clients can't handle that. Some clients can't handle you calling them week of saying, I want to change it all. <laughs> um, and I get that. I would never do that to a client that can't handle it. 
but for the clients who can, oh, like, <laughs> I got the best phone call today from a bride getting married next year, Halloween. Okay. That's cool. She booked with us on the spot, sent a deposit while I was on the phone with her. It's incredible. And she, she's so willing to allow us to be so imaginative that like I'm, I'm breathing from her. Like I'm breathing from that opportunity. I'm breathing from the, from the chance to like really step outside of even our comfort zone, take this concept and really turn it into something. I don't know. I, I can't wait. I mean, my, my head's exploding with ideas and it's a year away. It's a year plus away. So I have to wait. So I told her, I'm like, listen, whatever I'm thinking about today will be today, but I will likely change my mind beforehand and like elevate the concept and add to it and change it and manipulate it in ways that we didn't think in 2020 it would look. So just, if you're flexible with that, like we'll be besties. And if you know that like she's getting married on Halloween, she is yeah. an open and willing bride. Yeah, she's, like, she's so for it. Yeah, she's so with it. I love <laughs> it. I love her. I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I have this dream for when I get married that my chuppah can be repurposed in my, in my like reception to be yeah. used for some sort of backdrop. Well, you, that you, out you of control. your backyard, that's like everyone's reality right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, if, yeah, that's true. I, I guess I never thought about it being in my backyard. And so like, many, everybody, everybody's saying, I'm like, well, think about it. Your ceremony now is like literally front and center. I've been doing so many ceremonies where people are seated at their tables for the ceremony. Oh, yeah, that makes it's sense. It's working really nice and all the candles are lit. It's just like a beautiful vibe. Not everyone has magnificent mansions that have like, I don't want to say it that way, that's I want to take that back. I meant to say not many people have like massive property that they can make an event have some kind of flow. That's true. Yeah. You and and I think it goes to show that no matter the space, like you're able to make it happen. Yeah. You just have to be open-minded. You just have to look at the space. You know what it is? You know what it is? And this is like when I go to any new venue or any Again, I'm not looking to say anything negative, but any like run of the mill venue. Like I'm not saying like not places that aren't having designers come in and flip over their spaces often. Places that are not used to big production. Places that are used to florists coming in and dropping a flower on a table or a linen and a flower on a table. And the most exciting thing they've ever done is had like a decal dance floor. Um, but still in the same space that the dance floor has been. I always tell people like when you, when I walk into a room I don't visualize the room. Like the, when the venue goes, oh, I'll send you over our floor plans with like sample seating. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it because it doesn't matter. The box right. is a box, is a box. And we're going to recreate the box. However, do we decide to make the box? Because it's just a box. It doesn't matter if you use it this way or if you use it, you know, the other way. If a different manager came in here, they may think it's a different normal. But for, for me, it's just a space. And there are four walls to space. And we're going to use those four walls to dictate the design and that's where we start. So when you go to a backyard, it's the same game. I walk into these spaces. I'm just like, yes, it makes sense for this to be like this, but what if we push the boundary? What if we move the chuppah four feet back? I know you're bordering another property. I know it's a cliff, but what if I built a platform off the cliff and you had your ceremony there? Like, what if I did it? What if I could do it? I don't know if I could do it, but what if I could do it? And yeah. like, I've never thought about that because 
this is the flattest piece of land in our entire property. I'm like, okay, we can make any piece of land flat. <laughs> you know, right. it just makes sense, you know? So I don't know. I like it. I don't even I know. I like how that I too. It. And I agree with you. I think a space can be used however you want it to be. And once you're like into this cookie cutter, it has to be this way. Like I know even if I hear that as someone in the industry, I'm like, no, because it makes you not want to do it that way. You're like, right. oh no, I'm going to find a different way just because I don't want to do it that way. Yeah, I don't want to do it the same way everyone else does it. What's the point? Why am I here? Yeah. Right? That's usually what I say. In a nice <laughs> way. Humbly. I, I don't know how I, sometimes I come across, I don't even know how I come across. People are like, oh my God, you just talk. I'm like, yes, I talk. I'm unfiltered. I'm a little disruptive. <laughs> I, I did, and I, I'm slightly more confident today than I was yesterday. But, you know, I, I mean everything with a lot of respect. I don't ever mean to put anything down. I don't ever mean to be like, you know, disrespectful to any property or any or anything. I just don't like limitations when there don't need to be them. Like it, it just doesn't need to be there. You know, just because it's a normal doesn't mean that it's the normal. It just means it's your normal. And we could potentially think about it in a different normal way. And usually we end up finding a good compromise. Right. And you just tell these people like, don't you worry. I have the experience. We're going to make it. I can't say that. I would never. <laughs> If I said that to someone, if I put up my hand and spoke like that, someone would be like, get Don't out of here. Don't worry. Just they like would literally smack me up on my head. They would drag <laughs> me out of the and be like, who do you think you are? No, I, I, I would never. I have to be, I mean, I am yeah. and I have to be extremely respectful. I, I get it. It's their home. It's their property. Yeah. Like, I, I just have to, like, subtly put my yeah. two cents in and hope that they and hope that, yeah, how confident I am in it and they start to trust it. And if they don't, then we swing back a little bit. Now, since I feel like you do a lot of like religious Jewish weddings and there's a lot of components to that, that not everybody knows about. So you have like a tish and a bedeckin and, you know, the ceremony with the chuppah and, you know, sometimes you have to put a divider depending on how religious, um, how, how do you kind of arrange that, especially now where we're kind of doing everything all in one space? In regards that's to backyard. Yeah, that's the hardest part. So we'll use the front of the house, let's say, for Badek and Tish. Sometimes we'll use a room in the house for Tish because it's just the men. But that's what I'm saying. The ceremony will likely be wherever your dinner is. And then you really just break down the ceremony or you leave it up and you just remove the talus or the, the canopy or whatever's on top so that it feels more of like a dance or a vibe. Yeah. At the lighting, light your candles and it's a home run. It's But it is, it does... It definitely does create challenges for us. It definitely does. But yeah. it's, it's, it's what we're used to in a lot of senses. So it's been working. And a lot of venues too. It's kind of a similar situation because sometimes you have to reuse space. Yes. Especially- well, that's where I started. That's the interesting part. I started in this business in a venue, which was one room. And it oh, flipped. Really? <laughs> it flipped. Yeah. I swear. Listen to this. You ready? Imagine you walk into a very big box, okay? So it's the size of our screen here. Yeah. <laughs> going a little up. I got it. Oh, I'm trimming. I'm trimming my screen. <laughs> outside the lines. Hold on. Okay. We got the whole... Oh, man. I went outside the lines again. Okay. It doesn't matter. So imagine that. Now you divide the screen into three. And in this first square, you have a little box at the bottom. So we're dividing that in half, and that's the tish. The badekin is all the way over here in the third component. The chuppah is in the middle. 
So guests come in, men come to here, women come to here, men then march to women, women then all leave together, go to ceremony. We flip this side, we're flipping down here, ceremony breaks, as people start walking out to filter back into the left and right sides of this ballroom, we're breaking down everything around them, and then all the walls come down and it's one big ballroom. Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, was, it was a machine. So I was forced at a young age to start thinking about space differently. Right. I know. It, it's I it's hard when you, have to, when you have to break down, too, and you have a specific amount of time. So you have to make sure you have a specific amount of hands on to get yeah. that breakdown done. And It's exhilarating to me. Yeah. Exactly. Well, at the beginning, like at the beginning of my career, I was like, oh, like this is really scary, you know? But now, like, so much in your powers, so much in your hands. Like, if you delay it, like the whole wedding gets delayed. Like, for me, I know coming from different venues where people would bank on the outside for ceremony, if it's not available because it rained, yeah, then you you're know. like, then you're like, okay, everything is now happening in this ballroom. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So I definitely I know that feeling. I kind of love it. I started really, I like, it's like a thrill for me, the whole turnover thing. I feel like it's magic. I feel like we're, I feel like we're, we're stagemen, changing scenery of a Broadway yeah. show for guests in front of them. It's like, <laughs> there's something so magical to me about it. I love it. Hey, and you do a good job at it. So it is you definitely much. your thing. Thank you. Um, so now, not everyone might know this about you, but of course I've listened to like you on different podcasts and whatnot, and I've met you before and you started out in like working with your dad with balloons. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, living. <laughs> and, and you kind of like just started in the industry, just like you put started to put together arrangements and then like now you've grown the business like this, like, yeah. you know, this empire how have um like what do you think has helped you like grow the business so much i think the key is listening i think that's what it is it's about hearing what's being said it's about listening to the client and what they need whether they know how to express it or they don't um it's about listening what to what the mom is not saying that she needs done. It's what's listening to the, what the mother-in-law is saying that she can't say out loud. Uh, it's listening to the bride that doesn't want to sound obnoxious to her parents, but really has this dream that she wants to get done. It's about listening to the venues that need to make sure that they have a party the next day and how clean it needs to be and how effortless things need to happen. It's about listening to your vendors and realizing their needs and how they could help you enhance your party. I think that's the one thing that a lot of people in our industry lose in the process, especially as you get bigger. Um, it's very e easy with the confidence that comes from your, your Instagram followers. And, and even if you have 500 Instagram followers, it's interesting. I say, when I had 500 Instagram followers, I had a lot more love because those 500 people were, uh, I had 100% of the love. Now we're, thank God, we're at 66,000, whatever it may be, and we have 20% of the love. And don't get me wrong, I get psyched when like, I hit like a good 18,000 views on a weekend now on stories. Like I'm like, ah, that's crazy, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm like, people are actually paying attention. It's so cool. But the love and, you know, that you get from that it really can blow up your ego very quickly. And it's very easy for you to become overly confident. 
and you have to keep checking yourself and keep listening because if you don't keep listening, there will be somebody who's listening better. Someone's going to be paying more attention and then they're just going to step right over whatever it is that you didn't hear. And I think that's the key. And that's been my key to growth over the, the past, you know, 14 years of doing this is just listening to everyone, knowing that I don't know better than anybody else. I just know different and knowing that I have something to learn from every person that comes my way and, and listening to it and, and doing something about it. So that's the key <laughs> for me. I was, I was talking to my friend about this recently because when I started this podcast, I did it because I started to have more time. It's something I always wanted to do, but like either didn't have the time, was totally scared, like all these things. And she's like, I was saying, I was like, well, the Instagram only has like 60 followers, whatever it was, like a few weeks ago. Yeah. And she goes, but that's 60 people who are listening to your podcast. Yeah. Like, think about it. She goes, you went from not having this to now you have 60 people who are like listening. And I was like, yeah. that's true. You know, and now it's like growing with time and it's the same thing in business. Everything's the same. It's, it's, that's what it is. You just, you need to get, let the people who are like people, you know, my dad said it best and he always said it and it sticks with me every single day. It's like everything we do in life is like art. It's not for everybody. We as people are not for everybody. Some people will be drawn to you as a person. Some people will not. That's okay. Like, as long as you're a good person, you're doing good things, if people appreciate it and people are drawn to it, they'll be, they'll follow, they'll listen, they'll be a part of it, they'll wanna be, they wanna see it every day, they'll become a groupie, they'll hire you, you know, they'll advocate for you. But the second someone's not interested in you, as long as you didn't do anything to piss them off, all they're doing is turning into someone else's channel, and that's not a bad thing. You just don't want them to have anything bad to say about you, but they shouldn't, right. you know? Like, like, I don't know. You play every day and, and, and playing is like art and art is subjective and that's okay. Yeah. What we do, it definitely is art. Yeah. I like <laughs> to think so. <laughs> yeah. Now, like with a lot of your clients right now, did you see a lot of people stick to their original dates like to get married or did you have a lot, like a lot of people move to next year? So at the beginning of COVID, I think a lot more people pivoted out a lot of people jumped ship. Um, they were worried. They didn't want to, they figured, okay, it'll be early next year, whatever it may be. They allowed themselves to move out. A bunch, I don't want to say a lot, a bunch of them have moved back um, to just making smaller weddings now and just said, you know what? I didn't think of it as a reality. Now I see it as a reality. I can do what I need and that's fine. Um, and then some, some are just keeping their dates and we're just doing different events for them, which is, Again, we're so grateful for it because we need the business, you know, who doesn't? Yeah. And yeah. It's, keeping up, it's keeping us creative. It's keeping us relevant. It's keeping us energetic. It's keeping us believing. And it's also giving hope to so many other people, which is so awesome. I get that every day on Instagram, every day. Like, thank you for showing this. I'm, I feel inspired to make my wedding next month. Thank you for showing this making me feel like I don't have to wait till 2022. And thank you for showing me this, that a 50 person wedding looks just as magical as a 300 person wedding. It, and, it, and it totally does. People are seeing that you can do with less people at your wedding and it still be just as stunning. It, honestly, if not it's more. It's nicer. It's nicer. Yeah. You can That's honestly, you can put more money Toward the decor, toward the, the experience, exactly. And then all your guests are having a better experience. So it's like, 
It's like going on a gorgeous vacation and either choosing to stay four extra days um, in a cheaper space or a cheaper place or going on an equally great vacation, if not greater, and a much more elaborate or much more extravagant, you know, um, experience and cutting it a little shorter. Some people want the length and some people just want the quality. So it, it depends. Yeah. I'm like a quality over quantity person. I'm experienced also all the way, all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather have a better experience for a shorter amount of time. Exactly. Me too. And, and I, and you know what, these smaller intimate weddings are proving to be just as stunning, if not more. Loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like if you have the ability to do a great party in a backyard, like go for it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Knowing people didn't think like they could do all these things in their backyard. Well, newsflash. <laughs> we can yes, make it back yeah. pink and red. <laughs> yeah. Might be a little stressful, like the morning of, but like it'll come together. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, let's see what else I have for you here. All right. So, uh -oh. big question. Curious question. I'm like, uh oh, there's a there's a big one coming up. I know you'll have an answer for it, so like, I'm not worried. Oh my gosh! Um, okay, tell me. <laughs> with like all the uncertainty in the world everything going on you know brides and grooms most have had to for 2020 have been put in this situation of do I postpone do I keep the date do I get married on my original date move just the reception to later what advice do you have for our brides and grooms who are in the midst of postponing or, or rescheduling and they're not sure what to do and they're up in the air and they're just, they have no clue. You know, my advice is, <laughs> you're like, wait, 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 what? I'm like, I don't know how to say this like in the most PC way. I want to say it in the most honest way. If I was speaking to my friend and my friend was in front of me and I'm removing myself from the industry, I'm taking myself out of the equation here. If it was my kid, I would say forget everybody else and focus on what you want for you. Meaning you've always wanted that dress, you're gonna wear the dress, you're gonna get the dress, the dress is here. You always wanted that Long Isle, we'll do it in the street, we'll close it down for 30 minutes. We'll get you a whole block of, of aisle. You know, you always wanted that, that, I don't know, that picture with the sparklers around. Let me tell you something, it doesn't go more than 10 deep anyway, you know? so. You can create magic. You can have a beautiful event. You can have the dream if that's what you want now. And if you don't, then you could do it later. But don't make your decision for other people. The number one issue I've had with most of my brides over this is like, oh my God, but I was supposed to have 400 people. And then afterwards, when they had their 50 or 100 or 150, or in Jersey, 200, 300 people, and they were supposed to have bigger weddings. I've yet to have one bride say to us, I was missing something or I was missing someone. And it's interesting because what the essence of the wedding, the beauty of why we get married, the, the, the intimacy of the moment of breaking the glass, saying your vows, jumping over a broom, whatever it is that you do or a sword, I don't know what it is. Um, that's there. And you're surrounded by the ones that matter to you. You know, your loved ones, your best friends, the people that matter are going to be there. There's a lot of noise people. 
And a lot of people make their decisions based on that. So you have to live your life. You have to do what's great for you. And if that's, if that's what's important to you and you need that big party, then embrace it and just say, I'm moving forward with an event in 2021. I'm moving forward with an event in 2022. And then don't, don't complain about it. Like that's your decision. You right. made that choice. And I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone who's had a hard time making this decision. I'm saying now that I'm educated, now that I've been in it, now that I see it, I don't know if I would have had the same answer for you a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, four months ago, when people had to make this decision. So I'm not putting myself in their shoes. I'm literally just saying that if my daughter was sitting in front of me torn, I would say, listen to what you're feeling for you and your fiance. You don't have to listen for the noise. You don't listen to the noise. Shut the noise out. If you can't have Auntie Karen because she's, you know, not able to get here, you'll live. How close are you to Auntie Karen? You know what I'm saying? That I promise you that day, that's not what's going to go through your mind. Now, I know there are people who have people, again, I'm trying to, I don't know how to say this in a PC way. There are people who have family who couldn't make it because they're trapped in other countries and they can't get here. I understand that's a bigger issue. But all I'm saying is follow what's important to you. If it's important to you to have that big wedding, wait. If it's important for you to get married and, and have a special moment with your loved ones, you can make that happen and you can make that happen in a, in a magnificent way. Don't hold back. I, I agree with you. There's no one way over another that's right. It's just whatever works for you. I mean, I know I even tell like my brides and grooms who are like, oh, I can't get married in the winter because it might snow. And I'm like, I mean, it could, but like you also might have a 70 degree day. Like it just, it's so 50, 50. I, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, my bat mitzvah was on a snowstorm of two feet and 97% of the people came. Who wants to be love there you. will they always be They left all their gifts at home, but they came. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember because it was like a hundred years ago now, the spot mitzvah. Yeah. Or at least it feels like it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, you can't let things like like weather, season, um, you know, will the family who travel, will like. Do, do what feels right. The people who matter will, will be there. They exactly. Always they always are. Exactly. That's my advice. I hope it's good advice. I, I think it's good advice. I agree with you. Thank you. <laughs> so, Josh, last question. You are all, you're all over Instagram. You're always doing amazing things. Okay. Yeah. What, what else, what should we be looking out for? What do you have coming up that is like that everybody should be looking out for and watching? Oof, that is a good question. I, I, I'm hoping that, that sometime in the near future, you guys will see me uh, maybe a little bit more broadcasted. We'll see about that. We'll leave, we'll leave that there. And then, um, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll just get more great projects that I can just share with people. Like, even some corporate work, some fun experiential items. I don't know. I want to I wanna play. I want to play in the sandbox where, like, I can't even see the walls. They're so far away. And I don't mean that in a financial way. I mean that in a open-minded, creative, have fun with it, just be allowed to play environment. I, I hope you'll see a lot more of that. In the meantime, I'm making the most out of everything that's coming our way. Our team has been incredibly overworked, <laughs> incredibly, incredibly, unbelievably like strong through this process. They have not slept in, I don't even know, weeks. And... 
I, I, whatever I do, wherever I go, I really hope you're just going to see all of these amazing, talented people with me because without them, I'm literally just a bald guy with a keep on his head who <laughs> happens to carry on a decent conversation. So, like, I, I really hope that you'll see us, uh, continue to see us, you know, for a long time to come. Um, I think that this is going to be, you know, just like even brighter things ahead. I really do feel that way. And I think that people are going to play more now. Yes, I'm with you on that. With design, with wanting to be different, because you know what? It just shows like life is really short. And why why wait to start forever? You know, do it the way you want to do it and do it the way you want now. 100%. (laughs) Thank you for this. Thank you for coming on. You're my first video. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I was like, okay, can you edit the lighting a little bit? My, um, my, I'm gonna, my ring broke. I'm, I'm totally going to try to edit. Um, if the editing is off, just know it's not my strong suit. But here at the Bride Tender headquarters, we're just really trying. I am totally for trying. And if you guys heard in the background all like the the sweeping, the, the craziness, the kids going to sleep, the dishes being whatever, I'm sure you heard it over the course of this. Um, it's first day of school yesterday today, so you know yes. we're all like catching up and my wife, God bless her, is like like so on it with lunches and making sure that every kid's lunches are lined up perfectly <laughs> and everything's getting done for tomorrow. So she's ahead of the game. She's amazing. Um, and this is her time, so I took it away from her. So I'm like, you have to be quiet. <laughs> well, tell her that we really appreciate her and you know, she you is do. Everything and more today on the first day of school. My God, it's insane. It's insane. I know. I kind of forgot that like that was happening because it this, happened. This it's year happened. is just so like. Here we go, so 2020, 2021. We're we're on the cusp of next year, and so. we're so ready for it. <laughs> we are. But thank you so much for this. Thanks for having me on. You've been great. You're awesome. Thank you for your energy, your 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 validation, your excitement for what we do. It means a lot to us, and uh, I look forward to coming back again, hopefully soon. Yes. Josh, just tell everybody where they can follow you. So you guys can follow me and my entire incredible, incredible, incredible family, Birch family, at Birch Event Design on Instagram, Birch Event Design on TikTok, at birchevents.com. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> that's where you can find us. And, uh, yeah, I hope we, could, uh, we keep sharing great things. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I look forward to seeing everything else that you and your team are going to do. I look forward to us one day working together on things. Make it happen. Dreams. Oh, it's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. We're finding a backyard. We're building this chuppah. Do it. Let's go. That's it. Like, that's all that it is. We're we're bringing Lux event rentals in. We're (laughs) We're getting that furniture. Like, like. The, the visions that you create, like, I'm in it. Like, this is what I want to. So Thanks. you already know. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's awesome. I love it. All right, <laughs> Enjoy. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Bride Tender Podcast. 
you can follow me and all my Instagram stories at The Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my event business at Eventpire, my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista. And of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your special event, and hiring the best in the business for your special day. As you saw for our first video, we had Josh Spiegel from Birch Event Design. Make sure to follow them on Instagram at Birch Event Design um, to see all the top event planning, decor, floral trends, everything in the industry. Um, they're always busy. They're always posting Instagram stories and um, they're always giving the content that people want to see. Um, until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.